What up, my Hanyaks? Hope you're having a great week so far. Welcome back to this Wednesday edition of the Rambling Viking podcast. Why do I say welcome back to? Like, oh, we were already on the Wednesday edition. It's all one giant Wednesday edition, but only once a week does it fall on a Wednesday. Yeah. Weird, weird phrasing. You ever catch yourself doing stuff like that? You're like, why did I phrase it like that? I remember back in the day, someone got real annoyed with me because apparently I would say 7 a.m. in the morning, which is redundant. And I would be annoyed with me and I was doing it a lot. And they were like, you know, you don't have to say in the morning and a.m., just one or the other. But then I was talking to someone the other day and they said that. And I said, okay, good. I'm not the only idiot out there who does a bunch of redundancies. So that's good to know. Thank you for that. Peace of mind. But, all right, we got some fun stuff to cover. First and foremost, welcome to episode 420. Not so blaze it. Um, We're actually not going to blaze it. Because Oklahoma voted down state question 820, legalizing recreational marijuana. And you all know my stance by this point. I voted no to that. And so did 349,120 other individuals in Oklahoma, tallying out to be about 61.68% of the vote, approximately, not repeating either. And then with 216,883, or 38.32% of the vote being yes. So pretty, pretty big vote down. I honestly, I thought it would might come down to be like a, you know, a... 55 45 type vote i did not expect you know basically 60 40 and that's what we got it's still i mean 40 percent said yes so i can only imagine it's a matter of time now before this happens but good for oklahoma for standing strong my wife had found a map showing like what counties voted what and you don't i didn't need to see it to know but it's always good to confirm to know exactly what it was it's like a lot of votes now in oklahoma around issues like this you know, we have 77 counties, and so 75 counties voted no, and, set, and two collectively voted yes, and those two counties are, I don't know if they're exactly these counties, but it's basically Oklahoma City and Tulsa, so it should be Oklahoma and Tulsa counties, um, voted yes, <laughs> which population density. And we've had other votes pass because, and that's the spread. And so to me, it's just, it's just funny to see like the whole state is, is like, no, or yes, whatever it is. And then the two cities are like, yep, we get to dictate it, which if that's where most people live, but it's interesting to see something come statewide when it's like the people in these counties, they want to, they don't want, they don't want it. And so it almost, it almost for me begs the question of a hyper localization, right? We're already doing stuff on the state level. What if we dropped it down to a county level? I guess we'd have to kind of clear the board from a state standpoint and say, it's going to be county by county. Decide for yourselves. And then we'll have 75 counties, you know, probably all in agreement. And then two counties that have it a different way, which could maybe overcomplicate things because then you're, I think then you're talking like sheriff jurisdictions and Uh, It could get messy, I guess, you know, if you're in a county where it's not legal and then you go to a county where it is legal and it's complicated, right? But I, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's not the way to go, but I think the the more local it can be, the better. So yeah, that's how it went. I obviously am pleased with this outcome. I was nervous. I didn't know. I was like this, if it was going to pass, it was going to be like 51, 49. 
And so I didn't know what the turnout was, but I think there's enough people who are adamantly against that were that that really drove turnout because what do we know is the, the negative emotion typically will drive a bigger turnout than the positive emotion sadly right that's part part and parcel why you know you saw Trump lose re-election is because and well that's why he won election in the first place people hated Hillary that much and yeah they got behind him and he was a force but they really hated Hillary and then between Biden and Trump they hated Trump more cuz he's he's fun to hate easy to hate and here in good old conservative Oklahoma, that's what we have today. So is we have that kind of referendum on like, hey, no, we don't want this. This is a step too far. And I'm fine with it. Now, the other obvious reason that they lost was because the people voting for yes got a little too high and forgot. And then all of a sudden it's 8 p.m. and the polls are closed and they're like, oh, no, Oh man, it's like yeah, I shouldn't have spent half the day in taco eating ta- eating Taco Bell, hitting it three times, you know. Because now they were using medical marijuana to treat whatever ailment they have. Of course, it's all above board, and they simply lost track of time in their state of inebriation, and so they didn't make it to the polls. <laughs> Is that a Stereotype? Absolutely. Is it a funny joke based on stereotype? Absolutely. You're welcome. But yeah, that's what happened there. So let me know what your thoughts are on that. Um, Good job, okay. I find it amazing that I promise you I did not plan this because how could I plan this? That episode 420 ends up being about Oklahoma's vote on recreational weed. Like it's just, it's too perfect for me. I think it's like, oh wow, how, how appropriate. That this worked out. Thank you, fate, for allowing this to work out. So, here we are. You know, here we are. Next, quick announcements. Connor's book release, 99 cents next week today. So, one week from today, go get his book for 99 cents. Go buy it. Support a small business. Maybe learn how to start your own small business. All of the above. Let's get him as a bestseller, folks. We know him. We love him. Connor's the right-hand Hanyak. He has been a day one supporter of this show. Guest, frequent guest on this show. Uh, Not so much recently, because why? He's busy writing a book, okay? So, but hopefully, hopefully, he'll be on an episode real soon before this, and he can talk all about this process, so you can get the full details there. Don't forget, we got our bracket challenge. Follow the link in the description. Selection Sunday, and then next week, March Madness ensues so go make go make up to three brackets in our in our group called the hanyak horde password is hanyak uh i think if you follow the link you don't have to put in the password but if you do it's hanyak no capitals figure out how to spell it i'm sure you can search hanyak in these episodes and there will be some reference to in an episode title to hanyak so just go do that right but join that bracket challenge we've already got several people uh my you know rachel brought in kind of an uh an outsider who's now part of the hanya cord even if she doesn't listen to this podcast shout out to callie let her know rachel i know you're gonna listen to this let her know she's got a shout out i uh, also <laughs> go buy go buy jeremy's chocolate uh, i hate hershey's.com my sister and i are splitting in order a four pack because it's a little expensive but it's so worth the meme and the troll so it's you know we got she her and he him one of them has nuts if you need any help figuring out which one that is keep buying hershey's so go go check that out you can get a four pack 
a 10 pack or the 24 pack. I think the 24 pack, you get a tumbler, but it's a hundred bucks, right? So it's like 30 bucks for a four pack. Now I will say if they're the same size they are in the commercial, they're big bars and it's like three normal. Like if you went and got a normal size Hershey's bar, it's like three or four of those equivalency. So, and it's a novelty thing. It's more for the meme than anything else, but apparently they sold over 400,000 bars already. So honestly for the meme, and then let's see if this chocolate's any good, right? Let's see, Shane, put it up against that symphony bar of yours. It's ironic that you love a music-themed chocolate bar and you are uh, a band nerd. No. Is is that coincidence? Not ironic. Is that coincidence? I think not. So go check it out. Anyways, I I have a feeling I'm going to like the he-him bar slightly better than the she-her. Awkwardly, maybe not. Because, oh, here's, here's a fun question. Fun brain experiment. As a heterosexual man, should I enjoy the she-her as a testament to the fact that I like women? Or should I enjoy the he-him more, right? Do I have to say no homo when I partake in the he-him? Or when it comes to eating and food, it's like, no, I'm supposed to, I'm a boy, I eat the boy stuff. Um, And that has no relation to um, sexuality. This is the, these are the questions that plague our times, folks. And I need your input on that because personally, I prefer creamy over crunchy peanut butter. Um, not when it comes to M&Ms. I like peanut and M&Ms, but I prefer, but like in chocolate bars, I prefer a smooth, creamy chocolate bar over something that's got nuts or whatever else crunchy thing you can put in a chocolate bar. But from the principle level, it's like I should... I'm a he him, so that's the bars that I, that I should eat. Those are those are the bars for me, but maybe not. Maybe it's a statement to, oh, you know, like which way you swing. Am I overthinking this? You know it. That's what we're here to do on the Rambling Viking. Ask tough questions so you have something to ponder during your daydreaming and your downtime throughout your boring, abysmal days. Okay. Look, I know you're all happy people living happy lives, but we all got downtime. We like to ponder weird questions and weird things, and that's what I'm here to do. So there's that. Oh, and lastly, come on the show. Come be a guest. Sadly, I've had uh, a couple guests have to reschedule recently. I know I teased them real hard, and all three of them had to reschedule, but that's the way things go. So um, we'll, we'll get them on soon. So those of you out there, if you have any interest at all in being on the show, please come on the show. Also, maybe let... Follow BFT, Blessings from Tragedy, and maybe come on that show if it's more appropriate. Come on both. I don't care. Let's do this. Let's grow the Hanya Accord. Let's grow the following. Let's push out good stories through BFT. Let's keep this thing rolling. Next, I love how sometimes memes can have some actual good insight because a lot of times memes are just like these funny quips, but they miss the mark or or misinterpret or miscontextualize something. And it's like, all right, that was maybe like a funny statement, but it actually misses the point or here's where it's off or wrong. You know, any of the above, but this one, so occasionally they can have some good insight. So shout out to my boy, Luke neighbors. He's way down. He's a meme Lord on Facebook and I love it, but he, he, he posts some Christian memes sometimes, but he, he posts all kinds of memes. But this one was specifically related to Christianity and salvation and the conversation around it, right? And how it, there's a distinction in how we frame salvation that matters, that I think has, will pull us out of some of the 
the bad ways that it gets framed, like the bad framing that caused people to maybe be jaded or, or to view this, maybe view it in, in what I would, not the wrong way, but maybe not the best way. So basically this meme said, essentially, we aren't, it said, look, God doesn't send people to hell. We are already headed there, and he merely saves us from our doomed fate, that bleak fate. So essentially, it's like we're on a river, no paddle, and we're cruising towards a waterfall, and he throws us a line, we take hold of the line, and he pulls us to shore, saves us from, from going over this waterfall and dying on the rocks below. That's essentially what it is. It's not like we're just cruising along living our life, and he's like, do what I say, or I'm going to push you off this cliff. I mean, in some sense, final judgment is like that, but really, the framing, and, I, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm seeing this more and more recently, the framing is such that God created the world, and he created it within a certain order. We broke that order, introduced sin, brought forth the fall, and now, this, now, now the order is, is off, and we, so many times, the world operates outside of God's designed order for his creation. And so naturally, he offers a way, you know, he's, he's eventually saying, I'm going to put everything back in order, but in doing so, you know, this is going to happen to certain people. And so it's like, when you're living outside of the order, you, it, to put it in terms of games, because we listen to a lot of Jordan Peterson, if you listen to him at all, he puts everything in the term of games. But to put it in his terms, right, it's like if you, if you are constantly operating outside the rules of the game, you eventually are going to be disqualified and you're not going to get to play the game. And that's essentially, you could say, wow, they kicked me out of the game, um, you know, and you could look at that in a negative light. And a lot of times people do, but, it, but it's, they'll look at you and say, no, you kicked yourself out of the game because you, would, you refuse to operate within the rules of the game, right? And so we can't allow you to play because it disrupts the game and the game can't run as it's supposed to. And that's, and that's a way to frame, I think that's a, maybe a proper way to frame the gospel, right? Is we are already on the conveyor belt to the incinerator um, to use the classic imagery for hell, right? <laughs> we're already, we're on that conveyor belt. And God basically reaches out his hand and says, I don't want this fate for you. Come and restore, take my hand, i.e., the death of Christ, accept him as your savior, and, and, and you can come back into my original intended order for things in this world. And you might say, you know, Calvinists don't like this, but it's like, that's, you know, he gives us the choice to do it because that's the only, to get into complicated matters, right? Like if you don't have a choice in things and you're just a robot and part of having a free choice to either take that or not take that is what makes, you know, you want to say the love authentic. Well, I don't know what you want to, you know, true agency. You can get into that predestination nonsense, but the bigger point at hand is that we are being saved from a doomed fate already. We are headed towards the cliff and he offers us a way. He says here, join, join with me, accept, accept this. My son is your savior. And to prevent you from going off this cliff, essentially. And that, when, you, when I look at it and you reframe things in that way, to me, it's less about, because it, it's just a better, it's a better way to view it. And it brings, it takes away almost this anger and hatred and f that, that is inundated in the fire and brimstone 
messaging usually where it's like, you're going, you know, God's sending you to hell. And it's like, God's not sending you there. God, I mean, he is, he is and he isn't, right? It's more so we're sending ourselves there and, and, he, and he offers a way for us to not, to, to be with him in conjunction with him the way it was originally intended and meant to be, to be in proper order. He offers us a pathway to come back and play the game as it's supposed to be played and and with his help, right? So it's essentially like we're on a path to get to foul out, to get disqualified from the game because we keep breaking the rules. And he says, look, um, I've, I've got this pathway, but you've just got to do it. You know, maybe here's a better analogy. You ever play jailbreak dodgeball? It's like if where you're on a basketball court and it's like if you can make a, make a bucket in, in the game, you can free your entire team um, for everyone who's gotten out. It's like that essentially. It's like there's a pathway here to, to get your team back in the game to get people back in the game and you just have to take it, right? It's like, if you never take that shot, you never do that. Guess what's going to happen? Like you're on the path to probably losing if you're the last one and they've got four people and all your people are out. So anyways, I just thought that was for once a really insightful meme that sparks a good conversation and thought process around that. And, 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 and I'm not sitting here trying to, you know, make the gospel more appealing in and of itself. I'm, I think that's more so trying to set the record straight. Because that's something we have to be aware of, too, is we don't want to water down, dilute, or adapt the gospel, um, get overly, like, we can't, we have to see God holy as he is, you know, as a whole, and we can't just focus, say, on, oh, well, God is only love. It's like, no, he's also perfect power, justice, truth, all of the above, and we have to see kind of the full picture. We can hone in on certain aspects from time to time, certain parts of scripture, but we shouldn't but we but we need to still see him as a whole, right? It's like you don't eat a cookie and be like, wow, these chocolate chips are so good. And then you, you're like, well, what would you see? I just had some chocolate chips. And you're like, wait a minute, what? He's like, yeah, that's chocolate chip cookies, just chocolate chips. And you're like, no, 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 what about like the, the cookie part of it? No, 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 there's no cookie part of it. It's like, what? wait a minute, what are you doing? But uh, I'd like to know what, you know what you think about that. Because I think that's something personally that that we all have thoughts about, right? And all struggle with. And it's like, golly, like, am I just, and especially when you're in your salvation, I mean, there's even doubts that come in where it's like, am, am I just using this as fire insurance? Because I think you can still see it that way. You can still see it as fire insurance, even when you reframe it in this proper context. And it's like, well, I'm, I'm doomed. So I need to partner with God so he can get me out, but then I can still live this way. And it's like, no, 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 you like, he's, he's completely pulling you off the path you're on and putting you on his path. That is the, um, that is, that is the path he intended for you all along. And so there's, there's still an imagery there of like, you were completely like of that repentance, right? You are, you are coming off the path you're on. He's he, he, like, you're in a river headed for the waterfall. You are coming ashore now. You're in a different place. You are going to operate differently. You're not going to be on this river anymore. You're going to be, you know, you know, I'm going to bring you over here to, I'm going to bring you in this boat and we're going to go this way on the river or shoot. I'm even going to bring you to the shore and we're going to walk through the woods now. Completely different. So even then, I think when you work it out that way or play the analogy out in that sense, it's still, it, it does, you, you, you miss, you get beyond that fire insurance, but I don't know your thoughts on that. What do you think about it? Maybe what are some good memes you've seen? about it but i thought that was i thought that was pretty good and i enjoyed it and thank you luke neighbors you are way done i know you don't listen to this podcast probably at all so maybe you should listen to this episode since you got a shout out maybe i'll tag you in the post all right next 
So I've found myself more and more in kind of a weird headspace as it relates to having gone, been in this carnivore world, this animal base, this ancestral style diet for like over a year now, where especially in the diet, it's like you push towards the natural, raw, organic sources of food, less and less, like minimal to no processing. So, you know, you've heard me say, if I'm, if I'm going to get something sweet and sugary, I want it to be like raw, organic sugar in there. Even even though we can say maybe what I'm eating is bad, but it's like it, I'd rather have that than whatever synthetic artificial sweeteners are going to be put in there. So, and as it, and this has bled over into many aspects of my life, and now it's like I find myself in this weird play where it's, and, and if you follow Carnivore MD Paul Saladino, he is very much this way. You can tell he's definitely hippy dippy environmentalist like he, he at heart he he is very much a hippie i don't think i'm a hippie at heart but i've definitely grown to have some hippie tendencies and so in in the spirit of that we were at target and uh, my wife was looking for deodorant so i was perusing the deodorant aisle like what's the latest on the deodorant front you know as we all do from time to time what's the latest on this deodorant front what's the new new newest stuff newest flavors and smells we got rocking what's the newest iterations of whatever and I'm already not a dude who does antiperspirant because sweating, particularly in armpits, is good. And I think anytime we like prevent our body from doing one of its natural functions like that, we because that's a toxin release center, it's like, all right, I, I shouldn't prevent the sweat. Now, Caleb, I know you're not listening to this, but you have a, con- a, a medical condition, so maybe there's a little bit of leeway there, but I think you just wear layers. Um, but it's like, all right, I'm not going to prevent the sweating, but I can prevent the stench of the sweating. And so I, I go only go for deodorant. And honestly, it limits your options incredibly. Um, it, you go from 90%, you know, it's like 90% of the, the deodorants out there get eliminated because most of them nowadays are also antiperspirant. And so it's like you got three options if you just want deodorant. It's grown since then, but we're in the Target shopping aisle. And there's this hippy dippy one, I think it's called native or whatever. And so I'm looking at all the different, I keep wanting to say flavors, but it's scents, right? But honestly, the way they put them, it's like, yeah, flavors and they smell so good. It's like, man, I want to eat that. My brain tells me this would be good to eat <laughs> or my senses, my, my, my smell says, Hey man, you should lick that. And my brain says, definitely don't lick that. <laughs> it merely smells good. Like coffee, like chewing tobacco. What, you know, what have you, like, I don't like, I, I enjoy the smell of coffee, but I should not drink it because I, the taste hits me every time. But anyways, and they had some on sale and I was like, okay, and now I'm still, I'm going to wait till this stick of deodorant runs out, but I might try one of these more all natural deodorants where they don't use the phosphates or whatever, whatever, you know, phosphates is for the body wash, I guess. But whatever the bad crap is, and apparently there's aluminum and metals in it, so it's like aluminum free and something else free. I don't know enough about it, but I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do that. Let's let's keep this ingredient list short. Let's keep a, a lot of the the 13 letter words out of the ingredient list, and we'll be better off for it. But uh, they had this one; and it was on sale, and I was like, oh, maybe I should get this. One. By the way, it's way more expensive to get these, and that's another hard shift for this is. When you, because we got in such a hyper process, like make the cost of goods as cheap as possible type scenario, we, when you adjust to a more natural, screw it, hippie uh, lifestyle, all natural, holistic, your, your budget balloons. 
because it's more expensive to operate that way. But and and it's hard then because to justify it because you're like I can't afford to do this because we are so accustomed to how cheap everything could be. Uh, and that's when you have to say what's what's my quality of life, longevity, and all that good stuff worth? Like what am I doing to my body? And so I need why it may be cheap to eat McDonald's or to eat ramen. I should maybe invest in putting good things into my body for long-term health. Because the body is incredible at how much you can just shovel crap into it for years and years on end, and it doesn't hit you until you're 40 or 50 or 60 even sometimes. It's like, wow, the resilience there, incredible. But anyways, it's on sale, and I was about to buy it. Sorry, Shane, this is a meandering story. And the flavor, or the scent rather, was eggnog. So it was left over from the Christmas time. I guess they did some Christmas flavors. I'm just going to say flavor. It's what they are. And I said eggnog. Now I was trying to think, I was like, maybe that's not a giant scent, like a really heavy hitting scent. But I just go, my first thought was, why would anyone want to be like, you know what I want to, when they're thinking about their body scent, like, all right, obviously you don't want BO. What scent do I want? Right? Cause I like, I like the kind of the naturey sense. I use Fiji. I use, you know, timber. I, I use Old Spice right now. And I like those. And a lot of people, you know, the leather, the pine, all that good stuff. Eggnog is nowhere near my list of things. Like, you know what I want to smell like? I think some good eggnog. People, people give me a hug, a handshake, a high five, and like, bro, is that eggnog? Are you nogging right now? And it's like, bro, I'm nogging. I mean, maybe if any, talk to me, anyone out there who's like eggnog, yeah, I could be down to smell like eggnog. Okay. That's a different story. Just tell me why, but also tell me before you heard it was an option, would you have ever considered eggnog? Because I would, would go to guess that your answer would be no, that you never really anticipated eggnog as like, you were never like, yeah, eggnog. That's what I want to smell like. So I looked at that and I was like, okay, there's a reason that these are still left over from Christmas. And no, I didn't smell it. And I'm just realizing why? No clue. Because the name is enough. I didn't need to smell it. I don't need I, eggnog. Like, okay, that's fine for a candle, but to, to lather up on, in my pits to make my body smell, be eggnog, pass, hard pass, dude. Not, not for it. But I guess I'll maybe, I'll maybe, maybe I'll give it a smell next time, but I'm, I'm, I'm confident it won't be good. So yeah, eggnog deodorant, even it just sounds weird. It sounds wrong, you know? Next, Jesus Revolution. I think I maybe mentioned it briefly, but it's a cool movie about this thing that was dubbed the Jesus Revolution, kind of a revival that ran through the hippies starting in California Back in the 70s, Calgary Chapel Church, which is huge now, and there's another church that got started that are huge out of it. Great movie. Great, great movie. You know, normally you got to be aware of Christian media, but it's the same people that made the movie I Can Only Imagine, which is a great movie about the singer for, was it Need to Breathe, who wrote that song ultimately in his life, and it's a, man, wild but Jesus Revolution, really, really good. Jonathan Rumi, the guy who plays Jesus on The Chosen, is the, the hippie who kind of kick-started this along with Chuck Smith, uh, a local pastor out in Southern Cal. Really, really cool and offers a good 
just general view. Um, I mean, there's so many things you can look at, so many aspects within Christianity, you know, kind of the, the legalism of the, that the church can fall into versus kind of the free-spirited, like, you know, the Lord works through wild means and, and open-mindedness that the hippies brought, right? And there's obviously a tension there. There's always been a tension there. And, you know, I think when churches have been established and, and we've been ensconced in, in, in that culture, I think we can, you know, I honestly look at my church scenario and I'm more worried about it being overly legalistic more than I am worried about it being it being too open, right? Like the divided Methodist church now with all its pro-LGBT stuff. And, and this offers, and so I'm always, I'm always, honestly, when I read the Bible, I'm always thinking, you know, we are probably closer to the Pharisees and modern church, especially here in the Bible Belt in Oklahoma, than we are to Jesus and the disciples. And so we always need to be kind of on guard and aware of that. And that was, that was one of the big dichotomies at play and how, look, we need to, our only standard should be, is it true according to scripture? And that's what Chuck Smith was willing to have an open mind about. And when Lonnie, the hippie comes along and he talks to him and Chuck Smith sits there and goes, oh no, this is scriptural. This is biblical. This checks out. This is, you know, just like you test prophets and and in scripture, it tells us to test our teachers. And and then if if they check out because God's word is is truth, and that is the standard by which we can test all things, all teaching. And I encourage you to, because oh man, I could definitely say some 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 wrong or off stuff on here. So don't ever just take the preacher, the teacher, the person's word for it. Test it. And it was cool, you know, obviously this brought 10, you know, he brought the hip, all quick overview, Chuck Smith meets this hippie guy, Lonnie, who's a kind of a traveling preacher, just trying to spread the gospel. And he's a little charismatic and this church is kind of slowly dying. There's like 25 people and, you know, they're all, they're all kind of stuck in their routine of Christianity, if you will, legalistic in a lot of ways. And his daughter, you know, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't subscribe to it. I see a lot of parallels to maybe a lot of my generation who grew up in the church and even still the current generation. And basically they, uh, you know, Chuck Smith meets Lonnie and is like, Oh no, this guy's legit. Bring him in. And of course, Lonnie brings all these crazy new Christian hippies that are, you know, hippies. And so they don't fit into the neat, clean mold and box of, no, this is what a Christian looks like in the modern world. And so some of the members get upset uh, in the church and they end up leaving they, you know, they tell them, you know, you got to kick them out. And there's a really cool scene where one one of the, of course, stupid complaints, this is, you know, making a point in the movie of when you lose sight of, of the big picture in terms of the gospel, Christianity, spreading that good news. Um, and we're all, there, there's not one way to look necessarily, you know, suit and tie and, and, and operating this way in life. Being a square essentially is not the only, you know, type of Christian that there's many different types and, and looks. And, and he complains that all the hippies who don't wear shoes are getting the carpet dirty. So the next Sunday there's a big line to get in the church. And what is this lead pastor doing? He is washing all the hippies feet before they come into the church. Keep the carpet clean, making a point 
taking servant leadership. It's an incredible imagery, but the movie overall, really, really good. Go see it. I won't spoil any more of it. And it, it, it offers, and then obviously there's human aspects and you see kind of the breakdown towards the end and, and how ultimately God works through many people in many ways. And then what screws any good thing up that God does is us and our fallen nature. And it's always our faults and our limitations that that get in the way. You know, we are the biggest, it's like they say in the motivation world, like you are your biggest critic. You are the only thing standing your way, your limiting factor, right? Like if I was talking to me about my podcast and it's like your podcast isn't getting bigger, it's because you, and you know, same thing with your, with your health and fitness. It's like, it's, you know, you're, you're your biggest limiting factor and we are, 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 and not to say that we can stifle or stop God from moving, but we definitely can screw things up. And, and he's always having to fix our problems. But Jesus' Revolution is great. Go see it. Next, got a couple funny notes to finish on. So we're talking about computer systems and charting and stuff because I've got 14 billion nurses in my family. My brother is telling me about medical medical director. Um, that he overheard once in passing and talking about computers. And they said, yeah, if you ask him, what do you think about computers? He goes, ah, computers. This is a medical director of like a hospital. He says, computers, pff, I don't believe in computers. Uh, computers are just a passing fad. And, you know, of course, there's probably some tongue in cheek in there. But uh, really, <laughs> I thought that was like, oh, great. That's what you want to hear from your medical director. But it's one thing to be like, I don't believe in computers. It's like, okay, well, I believe you're a passing fad. Incredible, incredible. If you don't get it, don't worry about it. Just move on to the next thing. Funny, next funny. Not, no, sorry, this isn't a funny. We're going to finish with heavy hitting pro tip, life hack, whatever you want to call it. I heard about on the internet yesterday. So a lot of crap is on TikTok. Like apparently some, there's this trend on TikTok. If you have, uh, was it COVID maybe you, you not, was it not vaporize? Is it a vaporize? A vaporizer? No, it's a vape. Nebulizer. Nebulize hard hydrogen peroxide and suck it into your lungs. It can fix COVID. False. So this, this, this poor soul did that, found that trend on TikTok. Obviously, TikTok is filled with a bunch of crap. But this one, this one might be next level. I haven't done the research on all the, what am I trying to say, parameters? Oh, oh, the details of it, the cost of it. But there might be some merit to this. Someone essentially said, life hack is for meal prep. It says, look, you, you know, if you hate meal prep, what you do is you go to, say, Qdoba. And or places that they offer catering. And you know, you can get catering for 20, 25 people, whatever it is, and they give you the big pans of all different ingredients and you put it together. Jeez, I tried to fight it. There's no fight in my sneezes. And they said go and buy catering instead of meal prep and use that as your meal prep. So essentially, my I myself could go spend, you know, whatever it is, probably a few hundred dollars, depending on what it is, for 25 people for me. And I take it home and I portion it out and I refrigerate and freeze whatever it is. And I have my meal prep and also grocery shopping done. And they said it can be cheaper than groceries. It's definitely cheaper than going and saying buying 25 individual meals from Qdoba. (laughs) You know, it's definitely cheaper than that. And I was like, whoa. And then this guy, because it was some girl posting TikTok and this guy did a remix where he worked at Chipotle and some cowboy came in and did that exactly. And then the guy, and the the guy was like, oh, are you going to tip me? And he goes, Brother, this piece of information I just gave you is worth way more than any tip I could give you. <laughs> and it was just legendary. Who knows if it's true because it's on TikTok. But 
I'm looking into that. If there's if there's ever a week or a time where it's like, oh my gosh, I just don't even want to do this, and I want to eat Qdoba, say, for two straight weeks, or Chick-fil-A, whatever, what have you, you know, whatever your 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 jam is. Just ordering the catering, I was like, man, that is some outside the box next level thinking. I freaking love it. So if Look, if you've ever done that or looked into that, let me know if it's actually viable. I need to run the actual numbers and look into it at a couple different places who offer catering. See if it actually makes sense. Like I know Subway, you know, you, you do those giant sandwiches. To me, that would make, if you wanted a week's worth of sandwiches, just buy one of those. But got to run those numbers. But on the surface level, it could be a brilliant idea. But it may not price out to meet that. But maybe it will. So we'll see. I want to know your thoughts on that. Have you ever tried that? If you are, please, please tell me about it. But yeah, that's what we'll wrap it up for today's show. I want to thank you for listening, being a part of the Hanyak Horde. If you're new here, welcome to the Hanyak Horde. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. See all the latest on posts. Also, that's where you can find a link on link on the Instagram bio or just a pin post on the Facebook page. You join March Madness Bracket Challenge that I have going. You make up to three brackets. Connor is writing a book and needs your support to go and buy it for 99 cents at the pre-order launch sale next Wednesday, one week from today. Go do it, support a small business, and then ultimately maybe get a good piece of content that can help you as you maybe look to own and start your own small business. So let's launch the right-hand Hanyak to the stratosphere so he can become a number one best seller. Make sure to follow Blessings from Tragedy as well. New episodes every Friday. And if you have a Blessings from Tragedy story you'd like to share or know about, recommend, please let me know and we can have you on the show. If you want to come sit second chair on the Rambling Viking, let me know too. Um, we, we're always looking to have more people because I think these conversations would be more interesting with the second person. So instead of me staring at an empty chair uh, and a useless mic and then my two bikes hanging on the wall across from me, I get to stare at a person. It does take an adjustment. And there's been a couple times where it's like, oh, geez, I have a person listening to me. And I'm like, I'm, I look up and they're like, they're just looking at me. I'm like, what are you doing? It's like, oh, right. You're on the podcast here. I just, I'm so used to looking at a wall and like examining the different parts and marks and scuffs on my bike and counting the spokes while I speak that it's weird to have a live person just sitting there and ready to respond. So, but it's fun. It's fun. I very much enjoy it. Let me know of anything and everything, what you thought of today's show and whether it be the vote on uh, medical or not medical recreational weed here in Oklahoma, Jesus revolution, insightful memes, reframing the gospel, what have you. I want to thank you so much. I hope you've had a great week so far. If not, maybe this helped you turn around your week a little bit, but that'll do it for me. That'll do it for this episode of the rambling Viking. We'll see you right here next time. This is your head Honyak, and I'm signing off.